Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. All righty. Welcome back to the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you for joining me here for another episode of the show. And this week we have a special guest, Mr. Sean David Grant. A lot of y'all know him as Sean Tana on the Track Stars radio show and podcast. And so we were able to sit down with him and talk about uh, starting the Christian media company, J.LLC. LLC. And um, in a little bit of starting Track Stars, we talked about uh, some of the things that he has learned recently in terms of business and what it takes to really grow a ministry and support a ministry and the kind of business functions you have to have in order to do that. Because you know even ministries have to have some type of income or revenue and able to support it. And a lot of people have that. A lot of you probably have that and you know definitely understand that. And there's a lot of people in that sphere who have a ministry that they have to do some type of business function to keep it going because ministries cost money. And so anyway, it was a great interview, but before we jump into it, I do want to thank our patrons for the show. Mr. Aaron Simpkins over at truestrengthapparel.com. He has a bunch of great clothing over there. He designed this business with Bordeaux shirt that I'm rocking. And you may have seen it on my Instagram. If you are following me on there, which you can follow at Jason Bordeaux one, as well as on Twitter. So yeah, he did that for me. He hooked me up and, uh, and I'm also rocking the, the dad hat that I got from him. So yeah, man, uh, shout out to true strength apparel.com. I also want to shout out Mr. Um, WordPress Stan over at WPStan.com. Uh, he was also a guest on the show. We talked about WordPress design websites, the different kind of features and functions of it and the difference between that and other platforms like Weebly or Squarespace. And so, and I've had experience with both of those. So, uh, so yeah, if you want a website, uh, if you want website security, there's a lot of things that he does in terms of WordPress stand. So go check him out at WPStand.com. And, uh, and yeah, man, so we want to go ahead and jump into the interview with Mr. Sean David Grant. And, uh, before we do that, I just want to remind you, this is track stars month. Uh, all of February is going to be straight track stars here on the business with the Bordeaux podcast. And the cool thing is there's different dynamics to it. It's not all about just one aspect of track stars. Uh, next week we have an interview with Derek Myers jr. And we're talking about videography, cinematography, and the other important aspects of business that you might not think of. And then, uh, I sat down with Mr. Rick sincere or Ernest Ricks. And, uh, and we talked about education and what kind of important role that plays in our lives. So anyway, man, we're going to go ahead and jump into the interview and I hope you enjoy. All righty. Welcome back to the business with Bordeaux podcast. We thank you for joining us again for another segment here. Now today I have a special guest with me. A lot of you who listen to the show already know this gentleman from track stars, the radio show on the podcast. He is the president of J dot co-founder of track stars. It's Mr. Sean Grant. How you doing, sir? Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. It's good to get you on an interview. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Normally, you're the one interviewing other folks, so how does it feel to be on the opposite end of the spectrum here? It's weird. <laughs> All righty. So, um, so you, you created uh, J.Dot, and uh, you're a co-founder for Track Stars. I guess uh, the first thing I wanted to jump into is what was it that led you into starting J.Dot? Like, what was kind of the events that led up to J.Dot being formed, and how was that experience for you getting that created? Well, I was always kind of 
the guy in the background. I grew up very, very shy, very to myself, um, afraid of people. Um, and somewhere along the way, um, I felt like God was calling me out of that. And it came in one of the weirdest ways. I had never done any kind of artistic thing in my life. I made drawings here and there, but never like anything on a stage. And I was at an event called Destinations. It was a spoken word event in Atlanta. And they asked if uh, people wanted to audition. And something came over me and something was almost telling me, you're supposed to be up there performing. And I'm like, what? No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, I'm the guy that is in the back. I would, I'll do sound, you know what I mean? Like, I'll do something in the back. But I had this overwhelming, like, feeling like God wanted me to be up there talking about him. So I was like, okay. So I kind of brushed it off. And then on the way out, um, one of my friends asked me if I was going to sign up to perform. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why would you ask me that? I've never seen me do anything like this. And it was just like confirmation after confirmation. So I ended up auditioning for this team. I ended up making the team. I ended up becoming the leader of the team. So God was just kind of like pushing me out into the front constantly, constantly. And I, I was like, okay, that was going along fine. And um, there, was, uh, there was this young guy, he's still a Christian hip hop artist now. I don't think he even knows this story. But he, he was young, he was like 14 at, at the time. And he gave me his CD. We were out like feeding the homeless or something. And he gave me his CD and he's like, hey, Sean, let me know what you think. And that was my first album review I've ever done, right? Um, right. Let me know what you think. And I was like, oh, man. I went back and listened to it. He always a good kid. It's you know I could tell he was good, but the the sound wasn't good. The album cover wasn't good, and I felt the next wave of God telling me, "It's not enough for you to be critical of this. You need to help make it better." So I was like, okay. So that's kind of where JDOT came from. JDOT started as um, a marketing graphic design company. Like I was just redoing flyers and websites and trying to help make the Christian industry look better. So the goal was gotcha. always to improve the quality of Christian stuff so people wouldn't laugh at us, right? That was always the motivation. Um, so I started JDOT in 2005, and that's all I did for a little while. But I always had a vision of not just helping in music or not just helping artists with their albums, but actually changing the entire entertainment industry. I, I always thought it was really bad that Christian stuff always came off a little cheesy to me, you know, came off a little lame. There were right. a few exceptions to that, but like overall, especially in urban environments, Christian stuff had a bad reputation. Um, so there was another company, I read their mission statement and I realized that they had the exact same problem. It was, it was Sony. If you read Sony's old, I don't think it's their mission statement anymore, but if you read their old mission statement, when Sony started, Japanese products had a bad image it was like you know the finger traps at the carnivals it was bad electronics that broke <laughs> yeah. their mission statement said we want to become the company best known for changing the worldwide poor quality image of japanese products wow and i was like whoa that sounds exactly like what i'm trying to do so the very first mission statement i made for jada was to become the worldwide um be known as the worldwide um leader of people, the, the company that was responsible for changing the bad image of Christian, whatever. I, I remade it to make it sound like it was for me. So 
that's all I did. I was like, that, that's the mission. If we could change the entertainment industry to where Christian hip-hop wasn't laughed at, it was laughed at. Like, now that seems a little odd to people that know about Lecrae and stuff like that. Yeah, but this is before yeah. before Lecrae got big. It was laughed at. Um, so that's what we started doing. I just started um, doing as much as I could. But the vision was always to become Sony for Christian entertainment, right? So along the way, you know, I had the vision for, like, we need... What does that mean? We need to have movies. We need to have radio stations. We need to have television stations. We need to do all... But I didn't know how I was going to accomplish all of that by myself. So along the way, Ryan came along, and um, he worked at Radio 1, and he asked me if I wanted an internship. So it was like, this is all coming together. You know what I mean? Like, this is happening. And um, so I started working So none of this stuff was planned, right? No, 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 no. Nothing was planned out. It was just answering whatever God asked me to do. I didn't want to be on stage. I had never wanted to be a business person. None of this stuff was my own desire. But it was just like, this is what I want you to do. Figure it out. And I think that's how a lot of that comes to us is this is the call. He places burden on your heart to fix this problem in the world figure out how to get it done with whatever gifts I gave you, you know? Now, did you know he wanted you to do it or was it like you were thinking somebody needs to do it and then eventually it came to, you just kind of came into the position to try to lead a movement? Well, that that's interesting because what I always said, you could go back and ask Ryan, what I always said was, I don't care if we ever get the credit for any of this stuff. I just know it needs to be done. There needs to be a time in the world where, I can turn on a TV or I can turn on the radio. I can turn on a, a movie, go to the movies and see God inspired content look just as good as everything else and be respected. That needs to happen. Right. So whether we get credit for it or Lecrae gets credit for it or Rapzilla gets credit for it, I just want to help make it happen. So no, I didn't, I yeah. didn't know if it was me specifically, but I just knew that needed to happen by somebody. And then along the way, more people that seem like they have the same vision popped up in, in front of me. So, yeah, maybe it's not just me, but I think he called a lot of people during that time. So, so yeah. when did when did J-Dot get started? When did you officially create J-Dot? It was uh, 2005. Um um I had an old business partner at the time, and um, we came up with, you know, the naming and all that kind of stuff and the logos and stuff um, uh, back in 2005. So that I did that for almost a year before Track Stars came around. Okay. Was this something that you had to, was it an expensive process or? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a little bit of help back then. Um, my, you know, at the time my mom uh, helped me with like, uh, I had to buy a laptop, of course, because I'm designing things for people. At the time, I was at Georgia Tech, so I could use, I could go to the library if I ever needed to design a flyer or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was costs. Um, not as much at first, but as things started rolling throughout the years, costs started coming. Gotcha, gotcha. So after you created JDOT, could you explain kind of how JDOT is in in, uh, in relation to Track Stars? Yeah, so uh, I used to talk to Ryan at Radio One. We used to sit around. We were one of the only vocal Christians at uh, at the station. I heard what Ryan's passion was, and it kind of matched uh, what I was trying to go for. So we started dreaming of what a, a Christian radio station would be like if if we had godly content on a radio station. So Ryan and I, I was still at Tech at the time, 
and he used to come over to my dorm and we would just plan out stuff. And we decided to fast for a week and see if we could come up with the branding for it, right? Because branding is super important when you start a business. What's going to get people to, to latch onto it, right? So when we came back after that week of fasting, we, it like track stars and the whole track stars concept just kind of came out. Like it just fell out of us. So it felt right. You know, it felt like God was leading us to that. Um, so that's how track stars kind of became. Track stars started out as a radio show. It was a radio show um, that was going to be like JDOT's first product, you know, because if JDOT was supposed to be a Sony or a NBC Universal, we needed you know, we needed a PlayStation. We needed a, you know, uh, whatever. You know, we needed a product. So Trackstars was the first product that we made. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, if anybody wants to hear in detail about how Trackstars really, the, the radio show came into uh, existence, and you can listen to the interview I did with Ryan Moore, he goes into deep detail about that. So, exactly. um, yeah, so so coming back to um, to Dot. so... When was it when you really started uh, getting a number of people on the team? And what was it like adding people? Were there any kind of concerns that you had? Because uh, I can imagine once you start adding people to this vision, uh, you know, having people that you're trying to oversee and make sure that everybody's in agreements uh, or in agreement to what the whole entire vision is. Um, yeah. What were some of the things that you had to kind of think about and deal with whenever that started happening? Well, uh, my biggest fear was always, um, honestly, my biggest fear was success. Like I didn't, I didn't, I was afraid that if money came along, then people would start being weird. That was always my biggest right. fear. So I avoided money like the plague because th it's a weird business that we were starting because it was pseudo ministry, pseudo business. So my heart, I did a lot of stuff for free for years because my my goal, it wasn't to make money. My goal was to change the world. So I did everything I could that I thought would do that. It took years for me to realize that I couldn't do that without making money. But that's the only reason money came around. I was really afraid of money and people because I've seen money hurt, um, break people apart so much. Right. I didn't want money to break apart what was happening with us, you know? So that was a learning experience for us as well. But we added, like, uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, Chris Dawson. Um, he had a passion for music. So <clears throat> imagine I have this vision from God, I believe, of being this big entertainment company. And then here comes a guy who loves radio. Here comes a guy who loves music. You know, here comes a guy who did this and that. So it's like he was putting the pieces together and answering that prayer of, how am I supposed to do this by myself? And he just started bringing those people around. So it wasn't ever challenging. There's been some challenging people that have come, but God always handled those people, you know, for me. Um, but yeah, so like to, to today, everybody that God has brought around has been a blessing to us. So it hasn't been, people haven't been a challenge for us too much yet. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's great news to hear, especially being that I'm one of those people. So <laughs> so that's that's good news for both sides of the microphone so yeah what would you say would be the uh the kind of next future goal for track stars um coming up soon right now you know there's the launch of debate fuel and yeah. all these different things what do you see as the future of track stars uh or or j dot i don't know how you want to break yeah, that down um, 
Yeah, so JDOT is still like the umbrella company over everything. Um, for years, none of these other things made money. Trackstars cost us money. Uh, Freedom Music Group, when it was Freedom Music Group, cost us money. Everything we did was really just um, out of our heart. It wasn't for money at all. And JDOT paid for everything. So uh, the websites I was doing and the performances I was doing, that helped pay for the vision. Um, so now that track stars is starting to make money and the music is starting to make money and we're starting to figure out the business part of it i really think the the same vision is still in my head of becoming that nbc universal or becoming that sony so things are starting to take shape we're starting to get shows like like uh business with bordeaux or or debate fuel you know that that's starting to take shape like a real radio station or like a real television station or a real whatever like we're starting to uh, flesh out the vision a little bit more. So I see us kind of still going towards that. Um, one thing I don't think people understand about us, because they see us from one area, like they'll see the radio show or they'll see FMG, our, our performance group. They don't see how it all fits together. Right. So part of why we call everything track stars now is because it was confusing. You know, there was so many different things we were trying to do at the same time that people didn't get how it all fit. So that's why we started calling everything just track stars, you know, just to simplify it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I, I just see, I just see, um, us developing those departments. We just started Trackstar Sports, which is housing debate fuel. And we just started Nectar distribution for, um, distributing to digital outlets and stuff. So I, in, in my head, it's just pieces of this vision starting to get colored in, you know, like on a, a kid's coloring book book, it's like little pieces are getting colored in and it's starting to take shape, you know? Gotcha. So when did you really start focusing hard? Uh, just kind of backtrack a little bit when you were talking about the uh, the business and the marketing and all that stuff. I noticed towards the end of 2015, uh, you were really in that, you know, August 2015 is when whenever I first uh, had uh, really started listening to track stars myself. So but I noticed yeah. at that point, you were really hitting on like audiobooks and listening about you know, business and branding and studying the art of all of those areas. Um, yeah. When was it that, that you really felt like, okay, we really have to focus on the business end and, and really focus on this. And how has that really changed your, uh, has it changed your view on how to run track stars? Yeah. Well, it was when I got married and I realized that it wasn't just about me anymore <laughs> and that I had to figure out how to take care <laughs> of other people. Wow. Um, yeah. That, that's good. that really helped me figure out that, okay, I could I could want to do this from my heart for the rest of my life, um, but in order for it to sustain itself, I can't take money out of my house to pay for it for the rest of my life. You know, right. other people live there now, so um, like I have to figure that part of it out. And also, like if if we really want to get to the size that I see in my head, it's gonna take money. So um, I started really getting serious about uh, studying what I was doing. Um, for a long time, we were just kind of winging it, trying to figure it out. But I realized that there was things that I didn't know that if I did know, we would be doing better. And that gotcha. realization really helped me say, okay, if there's a business book or a, a class or something that I can take or read that can help us do better, why not? What well, it's not costing me anything. It's really just uh, time and effort, right? So um, started reading, started listening to audiobooks on my drive. Um, into work because I still work full time, um, and I just used that time more wisely. And it was just, it was it was amazing. Like I didn't realize how much I didn't know until I started hearing people talk about it. 
there's a lot of stuff that I did not know about. Right. Just ways to make money, ways to take care of a business, ways to um, get your brand out there, ways to solidify your brand and make it something that's attractive. You just, you, there's no way you can just figure those things out. You have to, you have to sit at somebody else's feet that have, has gone through it before. Um, and one of the, the one of the major ways I learned was I signed up for a, uh, I signed up for a couple of classes. Uh, Ryan and I kind of sat down and said, okay, I really need to go out there and really learn this thing. So we we decided to okay I need to go off to these classes. One was a, a business plan writing class at, at Ryan's church, which was really good. And then there was another thing called Plywood. Plywood presents. It's a nonprofit in Atlanta that is all about small businesses with some sort of um, uh, mission that helps people. Right? That they're all about small businesses that have missions. Um, so we fit perfectly in that, and it was a it was a one week retreat at some some like remote place in Georgia, and they just sat down and talked about your business. Did you think about this? Did you think about that? What about this? What about that? And it was the best thing I could have ever done. I came back from that retreat with so many ideas that we're still using today because the people at that retreat challenged me in ways that I never thought of before. So. Yeah, I, I guess the encouragement is you, you really have to realize that you don't know everything and go find out who knows. Right. Yeah, I know I hear a lot about going to conferences and retreats and really connecting with people and how important that is. Well, were, were there any uh, really, really great connections that were made that you didn't have before at the retreat? Yeah, um, well, mainly with the leader. The uh, the guy, his name is uh, Jeff Schindelbarger. He he runs Plywood. He used to be a part of the Catalyst conferences, so he knows what he's talking about when it comes to branding and and building audiences and things like that. So um, he really took some time with me and challenged me on some things. Like our, my biggest issue, and I think probably Trackstar's biggest issue over the years is that that shy kid that I told you about at the beginning is still there. I, I'm still pretty shy. I'm still pretty uh, reserved and, and self-conscious. So right. we're not the boldest when it comes to networking and, and going to stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'm, it still reflects my personality in a way, the way we operate. Um, so the good and the bad of it. So uh, in a lot of ways, going to these conferences and, and sitting with people, um, it's, it's opened us up to, uh, meeting new people. Like, uh, when we went to Flavor Fest, we met a lot of great people at Flavor Fest, um, that we wouldn't have known if we didn't get ourselves down there. So the networking piece of it is, is something that has been really important, uh, for us recently. Yeah, I agree. I think connections are one of the most important parts of any business, uh, in any market area. Absolutely. Right now, with the way the, the, the podcasts are starting to come out and all of those things, is there anything that you're trying to be careful of at this point? Like, are there any uh, things you're trying to keep a lookout for? Uh, have you noticed things that's going on in other Christian media companies that, that you're trying to make sure you avoid? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I, one thing, my heart has always been even if we don't get credit, even if people don't see us as a big deal, the number one thing is we always have to maintain our integrity. And I, I, I notice sometimes, and, and I mean, doesn't matter who, but I notice sometimes there's a pride element that comes in where you have to be the one or 
it has to have your name on it and this and that. And in, in some ways, my um, shyness and my self-consciousness can be a good thing because I don't want attention. And something about wanting attention can, can be bad, you know what I mean? So I don't want us to ever get to the place where we think we're, we're all that or we think that we're, we've arrived and people should treat us with respect or anything, or any kind of expectations from other people. When I see that, that turns me off. And I, I, think, I think that could be a barrier for a lot of Christian companies when they start to feel like they mastered their, their little small territory of Christendom and they start <laughs> to feel like they, they, they own it. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want us to ever feel that way. I always want people, even if people think they're getting over on us, even if it looks like we're being taken advantage of, I would rather that than we ever come off that way to anybody. So that's one of the biggest uh, things that I do want to make sure is still a part of our culture is that we should always be the good guys. We should always be um, selfless, giving, uh, non-prideful as can be. Even if we're on top of the mountain, we should never feel like it one-on-one. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's my biggest, uh, that's what I'm watching for. That's what I'm watching for in the people that are a part of our team that we never get to that place where we feel like, oh, we're track stars, or we're this, we're that. Like, who cares? Nobody cares. Uh, we have a mission to accomplish. That's the only thing that matters. So just the goal. Exactly. It's always been about the goal. It's never about, it's not about any popularity. It's not about anybody knowing your name or anything like that. It's always about, are we changing the world of entertainment? Are we making it easier for godly content to make it onto a big screen, onto a big platform? That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. And for anybody who don't know, um, I do have the pleasure of talking with, you know, Ryan and Sean and the whole team on, uh, on our, our J dot calls. And what you're hearing here on the show is definitely Sean, uh, off the mic too. He's a very, uh, he's, he's very mission driven. And so, and, and I've heard him, you know, even ask sometimes about, you know, what if somebody else was doing what track stars is trying to do in a more effective way, should track stars even continue to be pulling attention away. So, you know, all of this stuff is, is legit. He's not just saying it for the microphone. This is his real heart that y'all are hearing. And, um, it's, it's the only thing I get passionate about. Everything else, I'm, I'm silent. <laughs> I'm quiet. <laughs> How you would never hear me talk if it wasn't for Jesus at all, period. <laughs> I know it's so funny because, you know, on the show, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're very vocal about things, but I know off the, when the, when the microphone's off, even if people were watching the show on Periscope, they can see that once the, you know, once the mics are off, you, you go back to being a more quiet person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like it's a switch. It's that same switch when I was sitting in the crowd and God said, you're supposed to be up there talking about me. When I finally got up there, it was like I was where I was supposed to be. Like the words just came out. And it just helps me realize, like, even if something is not your personality, even if it's something that you feel like Moses never felt like he was that guy, you know, but God can still call you to it and give you what you need at that very moment to accomplish it. When, when the mic turns on, when the light turns on, I know that what I say and what I do can help people. And if, that, if I'm helping people for him, I, I'm not shy anymore. Because then every, every other time, then it is about me. Then, then, then I am subconscious. Then it is what do they think. And then it's all that kind of stuff. But when I know it's about him, all of that goes away. 
I could care less about what happens to me at that moment. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. All right, so before we close out, I want to um I want you to name off. I know you've read a lot of business books. What are three Okay, I'm a mask for uh, two different sets of three. I want three of the best books you've you've read uh, about business or marketing or any, anything that really stands out to you that you feel like anybody else trying to start up a business should read that'll be beneficial. And then I want you to name off three podcasts because I know you're a huge podcast listener and you got me listening to podcasts, which has oh, been yeah. a huge help even- for me. I don't even listen to music anymore. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so name name three uh, of the best books you've read regarding business, and then three of the top podcasts that you just feel like you don't want to miss. It's gonna be hard to stick to three because I mean, literally, each one of them has um, changed a little bit of what we do. Right. Um, I would say one that had a huge impact that we're still doing right now in Track Stars is. The Cash Flow Quadrant by um, Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who did uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay, okay. Everybody needs to read that. Like, I mean, it's it's something you got to process through. Um, One of the major concepts uh, that apply to us is there's people who run, uh, there's people who are employees, people who are self-employed. And that's what most people are. Even if you have your business, you can still be categorized as self-employed, meaning you're still kind of check to check. You're still, everything depends on you. And then there's people who have businesses. And a business is different than being self-employed. Both people have an LLC or both people have a business. But having a business means that you shouldn't be necessary in the process. And that's been the biggest revelation I've gotten recently that, you should be able to walk away from your business and it should still run. The fact that uh, you're running a podcast and Ashley Korth is running the writing team and, and people are over here doing this and people are over there doing that, where I don't have to be there, that's what makes a business. If I'm in everything, then that, I'm just self-employed. And making that transition has been hard, but that's read that book. Okay. Um, uh, let's see, another one. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to break your rule. Zero to one <laughs> is really good. Zero to one. Read that Blake masters, um, starting with why or start with why, uh, just making sure you understand, um, what people really need. Sometimes people make products and they try to sell it versus trying to figure out why you should be doing this. Right. Um, so that, that's, that's big. Um, free is another book kind of goes along with that. Um, and then I've been reading a lot of, um, uh, a docu- what do they call them? Um, autobiographies and biographies. Okay. So Shoe, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, uh, the guy who started Nike, has been really good. I'm still reading that one. And then um, the uh, the book about um, Apple. What's the guy's name? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. I learned a lot from that. A whole lot from reading through his life. Um, not all of it is good. Right. Not all of it is good for you, but you do kind of learn <laughs> what it takes to be that kind of person. You so you got to take out the good stuff and take out the useful yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. he had a crazy life. He did. Yeah. But um, just learning how he thinks right. was good. It was really good. I like that way now, with anything, though. Even with there, there's a lot of pastors out there who, you know, you got to kind of filter through the bad theology to get those little golden yeah. nuggets out. Exactly. And so I never brush off an entire speech or an entire book or an entire anything if there are certain parts i disagree with 
Exactly. It takes wisdom to be able to decipher the meat and the bone, but if oh, yeah. you can, then you could learn something from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as podcasts, um, you don't have to keep it at three. Uh, j- okay. j- j- just name some of the major ones, ones that you I, I, enjoy and learn from. I got a million from. of them. I got a million <laughs> okay. of them. Um, startup. You know about that. Yeah, you got me startup on that one. Is, yep. Startup has been awesome. Um, don't like it recently, but it's still good. It's still good. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, the new season. A, I was, yeah, I, I really don't like this new. I, I haven't even listened to the last three episodes of the new season. Yeah, but that first season the, is very when, integral. Let me let me tell you why startup. This is why I was telling uh, you, Jason, why it's so important. He gives you the raw, honest truth about how to start a company right. from square one. Now it's a little bit of a cheat because he was pretty popular before he started his company. Yeah. That helps him out a great deal. <laughs> but it's, you still get to see him go through the struggles of it. Right. So it, it's it's phenomenal. Um, there's another guy who uh, does this thing called Startup Camp. Mm-hmm. Dale Partridge, he, he used to he had a lot of companies, um, a Christian guy. Um, but he's he's really good, too. I learned I learned a lot from him. I just let the um, listeners know uh, Startup is not a Christian podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. So just be aware. Uh, going yeah. back to the picking the, the golden nuggets out of <laughs> something you don't really care for, startup is that. So just not when you might want to listen. You probably don't want to listen to this with your kids around. So anyway. No, 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 no. no. There's, <laughs> Go ahead. there's cursing and things like that. <laughs> Definitely some cursing. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, again, you, you have to, if you're at a good place in your heart, you should be able to make it through all that stuff and, and learn. Um, but yeah, mainly, mainly, honestly, mainly startup. I, I, I just sat with that podcast for a long, long time. Um, there's other ones I think that even you told me about that I, I, I wasn't familiar with. There's one called Founder Magazine Podcast. Um, it gives some good tips in there. And then there's like industry related podcasts that I'll listen to. Right. Um, like, uh, there's one called Black Media Minute, um, which kind of applies to our company in a lot of ways as a media company in the urban context helps me out a lot um uh but whatever your industry is in uh is just find podcasts that are people that are in that world because it'll it'll the main thing you know the reason why is because the people who have done it before you they know things that you don't know as far as software that you should be using websites that you should know about magazines that you should be reading that's one of probably the main thing that you can get out of these books and podcasts is when they mention something that you've never heard of Go look it up because a lot of the things we use is stuff that um, either my wife, myself, or Ryan has found in one of these publications. And it's like, how, I didn't know anything about this. You know what I mean? Like, it, it'll change your life. Gotcha. Yeah. The, um, the couple that I, that I found that I really liked the social media marketing world. Yes. yes. Or the, the social the, media um, examiner. Yeah, the like Congo type yeah. uh, safari guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, Ask Pat from Pat Flynn and the mm-hmm. Smart Passive Income. He's got a couple of the good ones. So, uh, so yeah, there, there's a lot of good podcasts out there that cover different areas of business, and it's uh, it's a real easy way to learn. Yes. for sure. Yes, and I've Absolutely. learned more from listening to podcasts for the past two years, and I've actually learned going to college. Yes, and and, and one that's more. frustrating. <laughs> One more, it's not necessarily a business podcast, but you have to learn, if you're going to be a business person, you have to learn about money. And planning money is really good. I've learned a lot of concepts that I've been able to apply to a Christian business from planning money. 
stuff that I did not really know until I heard them explain it. So listen to Planet Money. You'll learn a lot. Yeah, and that's probably the the most popular podcast of all the ones we name, probably yeah. alongside a startup because the guy who did the startup used to be a he part of Planet Money. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So all of those uh books and the podcasts we mentioned will be in the show notes page over on businesswithbordeaux.com. So you can check those out after the uh, if you didn't get to write them down or whatever. So anyway, uh one last question. Uh, I've heard you mention your your wife several times in a lot of the different areas of this interview. Whenever you yeah. first got married, um, did she did did you share with her the vision of of track stars and J dot and how integral has she been in a part of this journey? Because I feel like a lot of of people who want to start businesses, whether they're married or not, what are some of the key things you, that that you've learned over the years um, in being able to you know, stay in unity with your wife and keep a happy home in this whole entire process. Cause that is, I feel like, especially if you're a Christian, that is probably one of the most important things that you have got to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, you know how often I'm at the studio and on calls and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there is, there are challenging moments uh, where you have to make sure you're not diving your whole life into this vision that God gave you or your business or whatever. Um, so I do have to be reminded of that sometimes, but she's been awesome. Like she, she gave me that. I mean, honestly, if you look back, we got, I met her in 2010, got married in 2012. We have, we have grown tremendously since then. So clearly it all has to do with her. She is an amazing researcher. She told me about Periscope before anybody else knew about it. She finds out stuff from industry people, um, from her job, and tells me about it. She, almost every piece of software that we use in TrackStars is something that she told me about. Like, wow. literally yesterday. I'm going to tell you the message she sent me. <laughs> she does this all the time. Every single week, I get a new message from her. That's funny. And she just sent me this. So this is a secret. If, and <laughs> where she tells me, it's going to be a big deal. She said, check out this app. Move over Snapchat. Meet house party. The app winning over Generation Z with spontaneous togetherness. So I went and downloaded House Party. It's a way to chat. It's kind of like uh, Skype where you could chat with uh, people different videos, but it seems like it works better. I don't know. Oh, wow. But if she sent it to me, look it up and download it. It's going to be <laughs> a big deal. She's an awesome, awesome researcher. She's, she's amazing. Awesome. That's good, man. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh... – I know a lot of people that a lot of CEOs have really, really high divorce rates yeah. or anybody who works an ex extended amount of hours, uh, have, um, a more likely of a chance to, 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 you know, have divorce. So yeah. yeah, keeping that family unit intact while trying to start a business, uh, is super duper important. And, uh, just real quick, Andy Stanley, he shared something in one of his series that I thought was very, very profound. Uh, in regards to running a ministry, which is just as intensive as running a business, I, I believe. Yes. Absolutely. And he shared that uh, initially he had the thought process of, God, I'm going to keep this ministry going if you can help me keep my marriage intact. Right. And he <laughs> said that God woke him up and said, no, you keep your marriage intact. I'll handle the ministry. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the same with business. It's like, you know, if it's something that God has you doing, 
Uh, I mean, don't be lazy about it, but you know, you need to be focused on your family and your household. And uh, because if it's something that God has you doing, he's going to have your back in it. Yeah. And, and, and also you realize that it doesn't matter without them. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Like getting the success without the family that he gave you is, is a failure. Yeah. So, um, one thing, and, and one thing that we're working through now and, and, um, something that may help cause it's like, I'm not lying. Like this, this does become a challenge for us too. We're seeking out couples who are in business that are ahead of us in a way, you know, like they've had more years of experience so that we can share our challenges with them um, because they they will have some idea of what we're talking about um, to get more insight. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, That's something that we're pursuing constantly is finding people who can understand our unique situation. Because think about all the things that come up. When should you leave your job? Uh, Quality time. Um, all the different types of people that are around you constantly going on trips to, to go do business or perform or whatever it, the industry we're in. There's a lot of challenges that pop up and to have people that you can share your life with, um, and give you advice is, is essential. Uh, I completely agree. And that's part of the reason why I love doing these interviews is to one, to learn for myself. And then two, to learn uh, so others can learn from the experts or those who have been through it and are going through it. Well, so. you're doing a great job, Jason. <laughs> well, you're doing I, an awesome job. I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you coming and sitting down and uh, letting people hear Sean Grant off of the, uh, the well, in a different kind of microphone, but <laughs> this is more of the, the backwoods. Even though, honestly, like, I mean, a lot of the stuff you do share on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I try you, to. Yeah, you, you you don't really hide anything. So, uh, so I mean, people, you know, if you listen to Track Stars Weekly, you know a huge part of Sean's heart anyway. And um, off the mic, you'll run into some rabbit holes that he can go into hours of conversation with. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, make sure uh, y'all head over to trackstars.com. And um, by the time this releases... Uh, well, definitely his, his Fred Savage EP, he is a recording artist as well. So yeah. you can go get Fred Savage off of iTunes. It's all on Spotify now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we just became, um, verified on Spotify. Oh, nice. Two nice. days ago. Yeah. Awesome. We're official, man. We're official. Yeah, man. So yeah. Go to, <laughs> so Sean, go, go get Sean's music. Uh, he is a phenomenal artist and he appreciates word intricacy and wordplay and all that good stuff. So if you're a fan of that, like I am. You'll really enjoy his music. And um, trackstars.com, follow him on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, usually Ryan does all the liners. So if you need to know everything, just listen to a Trackstars yeah. podcast and Ryan will walk that through for you. And don't interrupt them. <laughs> nope, a red snapper will come snapping at you. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I tell you, Sean, we really appreciate you being here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. And, um, and not just as a part of the Trackstars team, even if – for some reason, God were to call me away. I really, really pray that Track Stars reaches its final. Well, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel like you ever reach your final no, goal. Your goal just keeps growing and growing and growing over time. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, y'all have certainly changed my life, and I know y'all have changed the lives of others out there who are listening. So um, anyway, man, appreciate you, and God bless. Absolutely, man. Alrighty, that was the interview with Sean Grant. Uh, co-founder of Track Stars, the president of 
j.llc and uh, and we thank him for being on the show and uh, all the resources that he shared there the books and the podcast they're going to be on a business with bordeaux.com on the show notes page for this episode just click on the sean david grant tab whenever you look at the show notes page and all the links will be provided there so you can go check it out yourself because uh, we got to educate ourselves you know it's you know I, I think a lot of times when it comes to us christians we feel like God's going to give us all the knowledge that we're ever going to need without us having to study or learn from otherwise. And I kind of feel like that might be a mistake because, you know, I mean, God calls people to be doctors, but you're not going to expect somebody to just know how to work and do surgery on somebody um, just from depending on God leading them through the process. I don't think anybody would really trust that. And it's kind of the same with business. You know, there's a science to it. There's there's a lot of things involved that you need to be educated on. And so, you know, I really appreciate Sean kind of sharing the fact that you got to have a business behind the ministry to help support it. And so hopefully you learned something. I know I learned a whole lot in this interview and um, as well as the interview last week with Ryan. So if you haven't heard that yet, go back and check that out and stay tuned because we've got a lot more to come. And, um, and before we end off the show this week, I do want to thank our patrons. If you want to become a sponsor for the show or a patron, and uh, it's a very easy thing to set up. You just go over to businesswithaporto.com and there's a support tab or the contact. And you can just go there and it'll walk you right through it. It's super duper easy. And I want to shout out to Aaron Simpkins and True Strength Apparel for being a patron of the show. Uh, they help make this possible. And for me to cover the cost, it, it cost me to do the show. And so, yeah, go to truestrengthapparel.com and check out all he's got there. He's got a new Full Throttle t-shirt, which is really, really awesome. And that is supporting the single from my brother, Rick Sincere. And uh, so check that out. And I also want to thank WordPress Stan. You can check him out at wpstan.com. And he was actually on the show too. And we talked about the WordPress format of website design and security behind it, all the plugins, all of that good stuff. And so if you don't have time to really set up a website from scratch, I mean, because it does take time, you can hit them up at wordpressstand.com. And so, yeah, man, we appreciate everything uh, that all of you, you know, coming to listen to the show every week and being supportive. Uh, I don't take that for granted. I understand we all have valuable time and our time is very valuable. It's the only thing you can't really buy. So the fact that you come and hang out with me every week is super duper awesome. So anyway, I thank you for that. Stay tuned. We got some more shows coming up with some interviews. And while you're waiting on the next show to post, you can go check out Solomon's Porch Podcast. Uh, that's also up on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So that's Solomon's, like King Solomon, Solomon's Porch Podcast. And we got a really cool logo. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Genesis Pro Design hooked us up with that. But um, yeah, check that out. I always have fun with my buddy, Sean. And so, you know, it's a Christian living podcast. So if you like, you know, life commentary, things like that about, you know, from a Christian perspective, then you can go check that out. So anyway, uh, yeah, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all go. And next week, come back because we have Mr. Derek Myers Jr. And we're going to be discussing uh, videography and the things that you need to know whenever you're trying to do video for your online business. So anyway, again, I thank you. I pray uh, success over your life and your business. So thanks and God bless.